live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. Gentlemen, welcome to Slightly Serious Show. Another fantastic edition coming at you here from Southern California. I hope everyone's had a fantastic Thursday evening and uh, is looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. It's unbelievable how time flies. I think, you know, back when we were kids, it's like when you were in school, it seemed like summertime never got here fast enough to go on break. And uh, nowadays, it's like, hell, t- before you know it, tomorrow's going to be Christmas again. Uh, but, anyways, uh, we're in the summertime months. Um, you know, uh, people in Southern California are packing it up at the beaches, regardless, with or without masks and stuff like that. Um, I haven't been, I mean, I live close to the beach, so I don't really go to the beach too often. But I'm thinking maybe this weekend I uh, might take, a, I got a couple new lawn chairs and uh, maybe uh, put those to use. Oh my gosh. Mike, you need to mute. You might as well move to Florida slightly because that's just like a Floridian. You you live there, you're close, but you just don't go to the beach. Yeah, I mean, I I like when I go on my nightly walks and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's I'm right there at the beach. Uh, I usually like to walk on the tracks. Don't worry, I make sure I look that the train's not coming. The only thing I fear, you know, of late, it's kind of weird. There's the tracks that I walk along. There's also like a ditch for I guess water to go down, the, you know, flow down the way. And recently, we have these this uh, app called Neighborhood App, and uh, basically, it's you know a bunch of bullshit drama about the entire neighborhood. And lately, yeah, people people have been posting these photos and videos of fucking snakes, and uh, they're right like there that. on the coast. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I so I haven't been walking on the tracks at night because I'm thinking, you know what, the snakes are probably out and chilling about when it starts to cool down. So, and it's dark and I can't fucking see them. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm scared. So um, in town and our neighbor, our neighborhood app is full of coyote reports and pictures in town. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, f- funny. You mentioned like, like the snakes, of course I saw, um, I, a story on Yahoo news, like regarding Qantas airlines, like in California, um, having like snake issues at an airport. Um, I don't know what that's all about. I didn't really read it or submit it to you for consideration. Yeah, you can send it over to me. That would be. Fun. I mean, I can look it up right quick and send it to you. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, so that you know, I'm been... sure you weren't watching a clip. Good, sir. <laughs> I got a little delay. No, it's all. I'm good. gonna. I'm gonna log out and be right back. That might help it. Okay, no worries. Um, so anywho, uh, you know, that's, what's been going on. Um, I don't know where the hell I was going that, Oh, going to the beach this weekend. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if we end up going to the beach, but I am going to try to take some time away from, I've just been working like 18 to 20 hours a day. That's why, unfortunately, uh, for those of you listening to this on a published broadcast, uh, downloaded from your favorite pod, uh, catcher whether it's Spotify, Amazon Music, or Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's why we haven't had the rest of our sh- shows this past week uh, published yet. But don't worry, they're coming, I promise. Anywho, um, Bert, are you back? I think you are back. Um, 
I just sent you off. Put me right Sorry. In. Oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I didn't, I didn't interpret what you said. Oh. I think <laughs> I, I, I was going to let you know to check your Twitter DMs. Um, the headline reads Qantas staff use wheel whackers to scare off rattlesnakes drawn to the Airbus 380s parked in California desert. Okay, for this, so this is uh, this seems like it's like for all of our snake lovers out there. Oh yes. Um. Uh. And and this is I see you, you found this article on my favorite network, uh, CNN. Or not so favorite, yes. <laughs> um. If, if that network needs some lashings, because hey, they they got their asses handed to them by Fox News in a big way during the May sweep, right? They have, but I and no, I, I I'm sad to say that at this present time I don't advocate for any of the damn mainstream news media networks. But anyways. The uh, article about uh, our snakes here, uh, since the start of the pandemic, thousands of planes from airplane. What the hell? Thousands of planes from airplanes around the world. Airports. Yeah, I, I don't know. They need to, they need, you know, this is the like, third article that I've read over the past couple of days. They need to get like an editor watching what these people write. Anyways, thousands of from uh, thousands of planes from airlines uh, around the world have been grounded, with many temporarily moved to hot air deserts, ideal conditions for aircraft storage. But as planes maintenance workers have discovered, such climates often come with unwanted, occasionally deadly inhabitants. And uh, basically, they're talking about rattlesnakes. Australian airline Qantas has revealed that engineers tasked with maintaining its fleet of A380 super jumbos stored in California's Mojave Desert have co- had to come up with a simple but effective system to protect themselves from the area's venomous rattlesnakes. There's a lot of snakes in the Mojave Desert. I pass through there quite, quite often, actually, on my way to Vegas. The area is well known for its feisty rattlers who love to curl up around the warm rubber tires in the aircraft wheels and brakes. And uh, every aircraft has its own designated wheel whacker as part of its engineering kit, complete with each aircraft's registration written on it. Uh, we've encountered a few rattlesnakes and also some scorpions. Yeah, scorpions, I'll pass on scorpions too. That the wheel whacker does its job and they scuttle off. It's a unique part of looking after these aircraft while they are in storage, and it's another sign of the str- how strange the past year has been. These A380s have would rarely spend more than a day on the ground when they're in service. Uh, Qantas reportedly parked a dozen or so of the A380s in an airfield in Victorville, California, about two hours outside of Los Angeles. One of them took off for the first time in 290 days this week, flying from Victorville to Los Angeles, which is probably like 15, 10 or 15 minutes in the air. It's, <laughs> it's That's how it's not really far at all uh, to undergo gear swing procedures at Qantas LAX's hangar. So, you know, um, if you kind of encounter snakes, you know, I, I see a lot of people say, oh, you know, especially in, in that, uh, you know, that neighborhood app. You know, there's a lot of uh, folks that love little pesky animals, even if they're venomous or not. They're, they're always saying, oh, don't, don't kill them. Just, you know, call somebody. Uh, I don't know. You do what you want. Do what's best for you. I'll just say that. Anyways, um, my main story I wanted to uh, go after today. I briefly told you a little bit about it yesterday, and it has to do with a gal by the name of Jennifer Ho, H-O, by the way. She is a she's a uh, person that works at the University of Colorado Boulder. And let me bring the article up for those of you over on the 
DLive platform. And by the way, if you haven't uh, checked this out over on DLive yet, uh, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for because it's always much more of a wonderful show when you have visual representations. So I do uh, encourage you to head over there. And basically, the article is it's an article written by her, and it's on Colorado.edu. And uh, it was a report that she did for CNN right after, you know, the report of uh, how that one guy who had a sexual addiction went and uh, unfortunately killed up to eight people. Uh, I think that was over in, was it, it wasn't Georgia, was it? You're, I don't know. I forget where it was at. But yeah. anyways, she uh, basically, you know, as I said yesterday, Everyone you know, wants to say uh, racist, uh, white people are racist, it's white supremacy, this and that and the other. And especially with, you know, recently that, uh, you know, they're throwing out there about Asian hate. Well, interestingly enough, a lot of the statistics show that the quote unquote hate against Asians is stemming more from the black community than white people. But in this article that she writes, it's still white people's fault. So we're going to go ahead and dig into this. And uh, I don't know. You tell me what you guys think. And uh, after I read the story and stuff like that, uh, we'll go ahead. And if you have anything to comment, I will bring you on and uh, you can tell me what you think. So the, uh, like I said, this comes from the uh, Colorado Arts and Sciences magazine. And the article, once I get it over there, Basically, it says she goes on to say that white people are the, the main perpetrators of anti-Asian racism. But in February of 2021, a black person pushed an elderly Asian man to the ground in San Francisco. The man later died from his injuries. In another video from New York City on March 29th, 2021, a black person pushes and beats an Asian-American woman on the sidewalk in front of a doorway while onlookers observe the attack then closed their door on the woman without intervening or providing aid. Horrible things. I don't care. This, to me, it doesn't matter what the race is that's attacking people like this. But as uh, Jennifer continues on, and she is currently the president of the Association for Asian American Studies, and, uh, and as a eth she's also uh, an ethnic studies and critical race studies professor who specializes in Asian American Asian culture. He goes on to say the point that I've the point I've made through all of those experiences uh, is that anti-Asian racism has the same source as anti-black racism. And that is white supremacy. So when a black person attacks an Asian person, the encounter is fueled perhaps by racism, but very specifically White supremacy. White supremacy does not require a white person to perpetuate it. So, and I'm going to stop right there. Because like I said, to me, those words right there, so it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's still the white person's fault, right? Could be black people. It could be, you know, hell, uh, Asians on Asian hate crime maybe. But it's still going to be white supremacy. It's, it's always blame them. Does that make any sense to any of you? If it does, I would love to try to figure out or, and understand where the hell this lady is coming from. I mean, I know she lives and, and works in Boulder, Colorado, 
Um, you know, maybe Jess, Jess, maybe you need to go visit this lady. Make sure she's not token up too much of the weed, uh, you know, because, you know, we, the marijuana, the ganja, it's uh, very, uh, you know, a lot of people smoking it out there. I mean, to me, at the end of the day, like I've told all, all of you, hate is hate. It doesn't matter the, the skin color. Anyways, Jess says Boulder is a bunch of liberals from California. <laughs> Oh, Jess, you're probably right. Anyway, she goes on to say, um, white supremacy is an ideology, a pattern of values and beliefs that are ingrained in nearly every system and institution in the United States. And these, like I said, I'm just going to remind you, these are words from a uh, person that works over at the University of Boulder, Colorado. She goes on and says the dehumanization of Asian people by U.S. society is driven by white supremacy and not by any black person who may or may not hate Asians. So basically, like I said, anybody can go and uh, have hate on Asians, uh, you know, particularly Jennifer saying that, you know, you could be black and go hate on Asians and it's not your fault. It's still the white person's fault because. It's driven by white supremacy. White supremacy as the root of racism can be seen in the Latino man in the Latino man in Texas, she says, stabbing a Burmese family in March of 2020, claiming he did so because they were Chinese and bringing the coronavirus into the United States. Though the suspect, the suspect may have mental health problems, his belief that his family posed a threat. Get this. You, you guessed it is driven by white supremacist ideas of Chinese people. I don't know about this lady. Um, she also goes on and uh, you know wants to comment on uh, the whole George Floyd thing as well. Uh, later on in this, uh, she says that white supremacy made Floyd, George Floyd, into a black male threat rather than a human being. That really pisses me off. You know why? The reason is, is white supremacy is not what defined Floyd as being black. You know what did define George Floyd being black and not a human being? The fucking news media. Not white supremacy, folks. Anyways, she goes on. Jennifer says, it's not black people whom Asian Americans need to fear. It's white supremacy. Anyways, you could uh, find the, uh, the wonderful article over, like I said, over on colorado.edu forward slash AS magazine and all that. I'll put a uh, link in the published version of the show. But um, what do you think of this? Uh, I don't know what you even call her. I think she's a bigot. To be honest with you, that's my and and like I said, I did a little bit more research on her and stuff like that, and I understand that in her life because she is a, I believe she's a Korean gal, and and I could be mistaken, but um, she she's had she hasn't had a you know she's had issues in her own life, and I get how there could be you know how someone could be upset. But to go on and, and, and say these types of things, you know, one of the things that she uh, had written in another article 
was how disgusted she was because she would walk down the streets of society and she would talk to, you know, military veterans who had been to war and uh, they were obviously retired and whatnot. And she would get stopped. And apparently, you know, the military veterans that uh, she spoke with, she claims and alleges that, you know, they would talk about their experiences with Asian women uh, while, you know, overseas fighting and stuff like that. And that was a big turnoff to her. And so I get that. I, I get that you might hear things, things might have happened, but you don't categorize that. Oh, every, every hate, you know, quote unquote hate crime. I mean, everything against a, an Asian, a black person, uh, or of any other ethnicities automatically. It's kind of like, you know, if you, uh, hell, if you stab your finger, they're going to tell you you got the COVID 19. Uh, it's kind of like that when any, other ethnicity, uh, a crime occurs against them. It's automatically, oh, you're racist. You're racism. That's a hate crime. Uh, it's kind of like the same thing with gay people. I mean, you, uh, my God, you, you say one bad thing or you try to joke around. Oh, you, you just hate gay people. I'm like, come on. So this gal, like I said, I, I get the fact that she's not had a, a perfect life. Nobody does have a perfect life. But to go on and call out how everything is white supremacy, I think it's just wrong. And I think uh, she really needs to take a look at the mirror and uh, reanalyze her, her statements that she made. What about you guys? Uh, I'd be interested if anybody has any perspective on uh, what she had to say. It'd be interesting, uh, especially if you have a different take on that. I'm totally open to that. Uh, just, what is this? Just Oh, Justice Truth Worry. I should know your name by now. Says, I think they they look human. Those in power are inhibited by demons. So whatever comes out of their mouth is from hell. <laughs> mm -hmm. Her says, I don't like chihuahuas, but I don't hate all dogs. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about chihuahuas, per is that they yap too much. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> they're they're, they're big time yapper. Um, but they do like Taco Bell. You get it. You get it, Taco Bell. Just, um, go ahead, Derek. Um, my my dad and stepmother have have dogs who aren't aren't keen to strangers. Oh, and and they start having fits like when when people show up at at their house that they don't even know, including like a big Great Dane and and I think either a, a Boston Terrier too, and uh, and and they've got a few Chihuahuas. Yeah, I, I the worst like thing about a dog are those ones that come at you so aggressive, and all you do is stomp your foot or look at them and they run away yelping. It's like, <laughs> don't even come Excuse at me, me again. <laughs> if you're going to well, go that far, go all the way. Well, here's the thing. I think I like most dogs. Um, the one, the only dog that I'm terrified of, of is a pit bull. Only because I've had, and I'm not going to take my socks off because, you know, Tampa Bay Mike would get me disappointed that they're washed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. Yeah. But, um, you know, I got, oh my God, I, when I was a kid, I was probably like, uh, 10 maybe. And so I would go over to my friend's house and, uh, he had a pit bull in the backyard and he wanted me to jump over into the backyard. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, the fucking dog's there. I'll pass. He's like, don't worry. He's chained up. So I jumped over and got off the, off the chain. He broke the chain and, uh, basically he locked onto my fucking ankle. And that was not pretty. So ever my since son, then, no pit bulls. My son took in a stray pit bull one time, and I was talking to him about it, kind of lecturing him. I sit on the couch, and he was nice as could be to me when I got in. 
jumps up on the couch, lays his head on my lap and goes to sleep. I'm like, well, that just shot that to hell. <laughs> he just <laughs> laughed at me. But I, I've heard that, you know, as long as you train them right, that they're like the best friend, you know, could be your best friend. And they're very friendly and it's all about their upbringing. It's kind of like people in society, in my opinion. I was going to say, I hear that about people too, but that's not always true. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, any perspectives, uh, uh, you know, I'll, uh, go ahead. Uh, I'll start with you, Eric. Uh, do you think this lady is kind of off her rocker trying to blame no matter if you're, what ethnicity, uh, it is, if you're hating on a different race that it's, uh, it's all white supremacy. Um, to me, she just does. Sounds like she just doesn't have common sense. is why I see it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, and I think a lady like her knows better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think she's a little off a rocker. I think she, like I said, she should uh, kind of take a uh, step back out of life and kind of reevaluate the uh, words that have been coming out of her mouth. Mike, uh, Tampa Bay, Mike, what about you? Uh, I echo the exact sentiments of Eric that she's off her rocker and no common sense. It usually dictates a lot of things in life. And uh, Pert? I mean, does she have it? I mean, is she right on any angle that uh, I basically went over, in your opinion? Oh, my opinion is a total loon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to begin and where to end, and, and I don't want to have more words than the host of the show, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, we'll let you know if anything else comes out of her mouth in the next few days or whatnot, but um, we uh, totally... You know, everything that she has to say, this is what we feel about it. She's wrong. Anywho, um, the other story that I have, there's something that I learned today. And I, actually, uh, this story comes from my uh, coworker. Uh, actually, not coworker. I own the fucking place. From my, uh, my store manager. <laughs> <laughs> and she was telling me. If you does anybody on the show, does anybody own a ring or like an Amazon Echo? We'll start there first. Ring? Nope. It's a ring. Like a wedding ring? Uh, um, a ring like the ring doorbell. doorbell. Yeah, so they're like video cameras uh, that you can put outside your house or you can have one as your uh, your doorbell and basically uh, videotape people in case uh, you're worried about people breaking into your home or on your property. I feel like an old man or like... My grandpa, when he's like, you kids and your little gizmos. I didn't know that. You share your Wi-Fi oh. with everybody else in the neighborhood, too. You know that, right? <laughs> well, that's where we're going. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Damn it. I don't mean to view your story oh. slightly. Go ahead. Disregard oh. that. Great minds think alike. So apparently uh, this came out on June 1st, and I was not aware of it until today. And uh, it's amazing that without your prior knowledge or your permission Amazon you know that wonderful guy Jeff Bezos is going to basically automatically enroll you to the point where you're sharing your network with your entire neighborhood and possibly have access to all of your video uh, this is coming from theverge.com the new network will share a small portion of your bandwidth with your neighbors if you own an Echo or Echo Studio, Echo Dot, or a Ring Floodlight Cam, if so, Amazon is about to introduce you to your introduce your device to a new type of network it calls Sidewalk. 
which is meant to help extend the range of its low bandwidth devices so that if your network goes down, for example, your dot can piggyback on your neighbors. It also make location devices such as Tile more efficient. According to Amazon, Sidewalk will use Bluetooth low energy, 900 megahertz spectrum and other frequencies to simplify new device setup, extend the low bandwidth working range of devices and help devices stay online and update even if they are outside of the range of the home Wi-Fi. Amazon says that Sidewalk will, be, will get switched on this coming June 8th. Now, from the article that I've read here says that it's automatically going to switch you on to this network. So you're not going to have a choice whether you want to enroll or not. It's automatically going to go right to your devices. So just as a public service announcement, if you own one of these devices and you don't feel like sharing your bandwidth, I mean, to me, if Amazon wants a piece of my shit that I pay $125 a month for, you need to be uh, forking over some cash to help me pay my own damn bill. Otherwise, Or otherwise you want your money back. Right. I mean, how is Amazon getting away with this? In addition to that, they're going to be able to hack into your fucking cameras. Where is that information going? Well, and, um, and for anybody who's interested in what the ring doorbell sounds like, remember this tone. Oh, my God. Yep. I, and people, yes, people hello, remember that sound Michael for a long Cameron. time. And I cringe. Whenever I'm out and about and my ring goes off, Everybody looks at me. Oh, you! Oh, you have ring, huh? Unbelievable! Isn't that what the Wolfing commercial sounded like? Oh. <laughs> oh my lord! I'm so playing. I'm so sorry. Oh, corner, man! Unbelievable! Uh, looks like Crowy's doing a uh, little uh, roll call over on D Live. Anyways, uh, yes. So, anyways, uh, if you want, make sure you check that out because that's going to be going live on June 8th. And, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, at least for myself, there's no way in hell I'm going to allow Amazon or any other person or entity uh, basically steal shit off of me. So, hopefully you feel the same way. But if not, you know, if you're one of the, you know, socialist kind of thing, like uh, sharing is caring and, hey, what's mine is yours and what's yours is not mine, that's fine, too. But I just think that uh, you shouldn't be uh, giving giving it up like that. So easy. Um, I, I think I just f- discovered you're you're muted over on the video platforms again. Uh we're muted on the video platforms. I, I had the had the headset unplugged and I didn't hear you talking on it. Uh, yeah, we are. We've been like a half hour of being muted. That's great. <laughs> Anyways. Ah, sometimes I have to take a deep justice. Breath, as I recommend to all of you, otherwise you're going to have high blood pressure. You're going to need metformin as medication to kind of lower that blood pressure. But, uh, Ooh, uh, thanks for the diamond donation over on D Live BC, and thanks for the clap that Justice Truth were sent um, a little bit ago. Hey, apparently, we've had more than that over on D Live at one time. So, come on. Anyways, uh, Justice uh, Truth Warrior says, <laughs> notice how they use, quote, if you have nothing to hide argument. Yeah, they always say that, don't they? Like, why, why wouldn't you let the government to your home if you got nothing to hide? I mean, I don't like the government. Hmm. You got nothing to hide. What, what, are you, uh, what are you worried about? 
But at, to what extent, to what ends, what's to hide in your refrigerator where someone can walk in and eat your, you know, last bit of lunch meat, you know, what's to hide? Can I look? Yeah. I mean, can someone walk in your house and look in your refrigerator? What are you hiding? A body or a sandwich? We all know, <laughs> Jeff, we all know what Jeffrey Dahmer was hiding in his freezer. That's for damn sure. But, uh, well, I, I, I get it. Um, it uh, they don't belong in my home. Nobody belongs in, to my home uh, unless I invite them into my home. Exactly. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point of living in a home? What is the point of having? Why have a door? Yeah, just come on in. Just you know, I those uh, just live in a tent to where people can just walk on in at uh, whenever they want. <laughs> and I'm sure I could find plenty of tents in my town since we have so many. <laughs> I knew you were going there. So. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Tent City Live. <laughs> well, you know what? Tent City Live wouldn't be bad because here, here's what I'm I'm saying. If I traded in my home, which I never will, but um, I'm not opposed to going living in in, in a tent if uh, I'm going to be getting hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, contributed to the you know from the government. I mean, they got it pretty much made. I mean, free medical care, free food. What more can you ask for? Endless toilets, like is there at every street corner? Well, well, if you're in San Francisco, you don't need a toilet. You just go wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like your toilet is is where you want it to be, I guess. Yeah, but you know, if I was in a tent, I, I think I would at least go a half a mile away. That way, I didn't smell. You know, uh, just as I mean, it's like says, marking your territory. Don't get me started on smart toilet. Wait, wait, wait. What? Are you telling me that there's smart toilets? This is news to me. Anyways, if you know about oh, smart toilets, I'd love to hear about it. But um, maybe the, the only smart oh, toilets yeah. I'm familiar with are. Are like those that you would find in public places that have the sensor that one when you walk away, like from the u- urinal or or leave the stall, um, it automatically flushes for you to where you don't have to push a lever. They mm-hmm. no, they know like your diet. They can, they test for certain things in your uh, stool. No, I'll say stool. What the heck? Uh, you know, they see if you're high salt content, what kind of diet you're on. It's really weird. Yeah. It's something in Japan. You know, and but I, I wasn't f- familiar with that kind of. You know, of like, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, the, the only like, thing I was familiar with is the one with the sensors. I don't know. Yeah, they actually can tell you if you're high in salt or saying, you know, eat less salt or shit is salty. I mean, I don't know what, how it talks to you, but is it also going to tell you to be less white? <laughs> <laughs> Turd is more brown today. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. All right. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll get right back to smart toilets. I do have a few things to say about toilets, so stay tuned. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right, so you're telling me that they're smart toilets, right? Uh, the smartest toilet I've seen is the ones that producer Eric is talking about. To basically, it's supposed to flush if it sees you leaving or whatnot. Um, I would say probably seven out of ten times, it never recognizes me. Uh, so I kind of feel bad for the next person coming in. So they're not that bad. <laughs> well, and I wonder where that shit talking toilet troll is tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably too busy talking somewhere. But, no, right? but you're really, you, you're really serious uh, about th- these toilets knowing like 
what type of matter? Toto's Wellness Toilet will analyze your your poop. PC Magazine reports in 2021 of January the 11th, by analyzing your fecal matter, the smart commode can determine your health and offer recommendations to improve it via a mobile app. Oh, my God. That is PCMag.com. I would wonder if it could could catch like like colon cancer if it detects blood. Oh my goodness! I I don't know. Where's what to the say. limit? It's true. It's real. It's called Toto's Wellness. This is where we're at in society, where we're starting <laughs> fucking toilets that can analyze your shit. I mean, literally, <laughs> not. 50. I mean, really? Do we really need this type of thing? I mean, paper last night. What about socks? You, you bought <laughs> Yeah. Well, we were talking yes, about but... toilet paper last night after the show, so now we're progressing to toilets. Yeah, now it's toilets. I didn't know that. Did you know that there's Tomorrow toilets we'll out there? Plumbing. Did you know that there was toilets like this out there, Pertwee, that analyze things? Yeah, I, tr- I tend to stay away from something smarter than me that I'm speaking into. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where you go to think, right? You don't need to have it talk to you and tell you that you're doing something wrong, right? It's where we go to think, usually. Exactly. It's, well, it's like when they first started taking uh, credit cards on the uh, on a soda machine stuff, and they would talk to you sometimes. I don't know if you ever walked into those or not. No, I I walked into one, but not make selections. Yeah, I have seen those. Um, don't look at me like that. Well, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking. If we have smart toilets, maybe we could send Joe and Pamela over there. Maybe they can become smarter. Right. Um, but you know, today is day seventy-two where Kimmel has not yet been to the U.S. southern border yet. So, just keeping track for those of you wondering how many days it's been since she's <clears throat> even talked about it, let alone go down to the border. Um, per- hey James, you know what they titled one of them? It's, yeah. a, it's called Data Dump. Toto's smart toilet analyzes your waste. No way. Come on. Yes. Uh, Tomsguide.com. Come on, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'm going to show, uh, and I have not previewed this yet, Pert, so I am trusting your judgment on this video that you sent uh, over to uh, put on the uh, live cast. And uh, let me shoot over to that right now. And Pert, did you want to uh, kind of give us a, uh, a a brief description of what we're about to uh, watch and listen to? Was that or not the one that I texted you? I <laughs> Are you there? Sorry. Yeah, I, I've got such a huge delay. Was that the one that I texted that I sent you? Uh, oh, no, what's the story one? about? Okay. Yeah. You want me to just give a brief synopsis of it? Yeah, that would be great. And then I'll go ahead and play it afterwards. Yeah. Okay, so basically you have many schools throughout the U.S. teaching this uh, white is not right curriculum and, you know, advancing other races above that instead Mm -hmm. of teaching that everybody is the same. And here you've got a situation of uh, where a black father with a young black daughter are both speaking against. I mean, she's so young and she's, you know, she's the ones that they're, they're talking to, trying to elevate. And she even understands it's wrong. So. I'll leave it at that. That's short and simple. All right. Let's uh, cross our fingers that when we push play, everything will work out on our show. Mm-hmm. Daddy teaches you can be anything in this world. 
that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow, yellow. right? Black. And and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See, this is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not gonna happen. My baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone, you can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. They're good people. They love them. We pray for people that are hurt. I think that was very, wow. very like the most Beautiful video I've watched this entire year. From, from the mouth of baby. Change the atmosphere. Hold on for a second. We need to. Uh, okay, thank you for muting. Go ahead. Drop it under your desk there. I hear an air raid. Yeah. No, I was saying from the mouth of babes, and then I started hearing air raid sirens. <laughs> that, that was a motorcycle in, in the background on Mike's end. But uh, that was the most. Insp- but I mean, seriously, look. Go ahead. I've got too much of a delay slightly. I'm no worries. I was just going to go ahead and say that that uh, that is probably the best video that I've seen this entire year so far uh, for a father to to have his daughter. And just tell it how it is and basically tell the school systems, stop the shenanigans. I don't need you to tell my daughter or my kids how they should think or what they should think or that they should. Exactly. And I thought it was well, very they changed the whole atmosphere in the room in here. You know, it was like really grounding. But just to hear her talking about it, and just it's pretty heavy. It's kind of nice. Uh, per, go ahead. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, I know you're on a delay, so go ahead and uh, if people could, everyone could have let uh, Pert have the floor for a second. Okay. What What do you want me to say? What were you asking me? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just letting you uh, go ahead and because. We were talking at the same time, so I wasn't sure if there was anything you wanted to add. Oh, no, I, I was really, I was, I was just saying right there, you have it from the mouth of babes. I mean, he's so right that children, when they're young, they're so impressionable. And yet they do look at everybody as just another fellow human being. You know, I mean, they don't look at somebody, oh, they're black, oh, they're Asian, oh, they're this, they're that. When they talk to their parents, and they talk about Johnny, Susie, you know, Ariel or whatever at school. It's not. Yeah, I met a black boy, I met a white girl, I met, I met an Asian girl. No, it's I met my friend or they're in my class or something. They don't they don't have race assigned at that age and we're trying to screw with them on that. It's just wrong, man. I'm yeah. Done. Very good. No, that uh you you uh I agree with you 100% and I think there's a lot more people out there. There's a lot more parents that are out there. The important thing about it is, is though is this is that I guarantee you there's hundreds of thousands of parents all across this country that have absolutely no idea that this shit is being taught in their school and it's not being taught to their children when it is. And the reason why is because there's a major disconnect, whether it be because parents all across this country are busting their ass just to basically try to survive to see the next day and to pay next month's rent, you know, whether that's the reason or not. 
people need to be aware of what is going on because you're not going to be informed by mainstream media about the truth. So good on him for speaking out. Mm -hmm. And uh, producer Eric, uh, I do uh, have uh, the stories uh, that you had brought. Um, um, I might put two, you know, two, I'll, I'll probably mention two stories that we won't go into too much detail about. Um, I know that I came across an interesting story about like the steakhouse chain Sizzler, you know, in the f future being in limbo. And, and I think they're involved in some lawsuits to fight for their survival. And then Another story, you know, Jeopardy announcer Johnny Gilbert at 92 years of age is still kicking, and he even has no plans to retire even after the death of Alex Trebek. But the one story that I really found very interesting was like a, a Memorial Day story of like a vet veteran having his speech muted when he was talking about Black hi history on Memorial Day, you know, and, you know, and that, and, and of course, does this look like some kind of like real life censorship? I mean, the Huffington Post, you know, picked up this story and I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, <clears throat> and this happened in like Hudson, Ohio. And, and the, and the subject of this story was, is retired army Lieutenant Colonel Bernard uh, Kempter, you know, and the story, all right, the story reads, um, as organizers of a Memorial Day event in Hudson, Ohio, muted a military veteran's microphone midway through his address after he started to talk about the black history of the commemoration. The audio on retired Lieutenant Colonel Bernard Kempter's keynote speech for the Hudson American Legion was suddenly cut on Monday as he spoke about freed slaves being among the first to, to honor fallen troops soon after the surrender of the Confederacy reported that. Akron Beacon Journal. In a video shared online by Hudson Community Television, Kempter tapped his microphone, made light of the issue, and carried on with his speech. I assumed it was a technical glitch, Kempter told the Washington Post. Um, all right, hang on a moment. Cindy Sushan, um, an organizer of the event, confirmed to the Beacon Journal the audio had been turned down on purpose because Kempter's comments were quote unquote, not relevant to our program for the day, which was quote unquote, honoring Hudson veterans. The audio was restored after two minutes. Sushan said organizers before the event asked Kempter to modify his speech and he chose not to do that. Sushan said she and another organizer, Jim Garrison, were responsible for muting the microphone after a sound engineer refused to follow their request. She didn't reveal who actually cut the sound. Kempter lamented the, the muting of his address. It was recorded in full on a camera microphone, and Kempter said it was well-received and prompted numerous compliments. I find it interesting that the American Legion would take it upon themselves to censor my speech and deny me my First Amendment right to freedom of speech, Kempter told the Beacon Journal. This is not the same country I fought for. The Ohio American Legion said it was investigating and 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 the and of course under the Twitter handle Ohio underscore Legion, the American Legion of Ohio has become aware of an in incident on Memorial Day recently published by the Acro Beacon Journal. We take this matter and its allegations seriously. We will 
investigate and take discipline action if necessary. So, well, which I, which I think that's very interesting. And it in is your response. And and I think uh, this uh, this Suchin and uh, the other organizer Jim Garrison. Garrison. Uh, something should be done about this because uh, especially a veteran who fought for the freedoms and rights of all Americans in this country uh, to be suppressed and not be allowed to express his, you know, and given his first amendment rights to basically say what he would like to and have his voice heard. I mean, you have to start questioning as things like this continue to happen in our society. Is it is it going to be uh, is it a talking point to begin questioning whether the way things are going uh, is that going to in anybody's opinion is that going to sway one from even wanting to join the military to fight for this country that many Americans are starting to not recognize? Interesting, uh, interesting. Point that I make, and uh, I'd be curious to uh, see what people have to say about that. I am going to play a portion of that video uh, of his speech, and yes, just for people to uh, kind of get an idea of what was being said, and uh, we'll see. I don't know. We we'll see what it has to say. We have to find it. I guess forty-seven service here, at which time I brought to life several of those young men who you remember that were here today. This is a Memorial Day. It is the day we pay homage to all those who have served in the military and didn't come home. This is not Veterans Day. It's not a celebration. It's a day of solemn contemplation over the cost of our freedoms. Memorial Day was born out of necessity. After the American Civil War, a battered United States was faced with the task of burying 600,000 to 800,000 men and women who had lost their lives in that service, both Union and Confederate. It was the biggest, bloodiest military conflict in American history. The first national commemoration of Memorial Day as attributed to Arlington Cemetery, May 30th, 1868, where both Union soldiers and Confederates were buried. Several towns across the country claimed fame to being the first Memorial Day service, where people went out decorated graves, and which remains a central activity of Memorial Day. But, Something as different has happened in recorded history that we're not aware of. It wasn't until a remarkable discovery in a dusty Harvard archive that in late 1990s, a historian discovered several interesting newspaper clippings and handwritten notes. Memorial Day was first commemorated by an organized group of black freed slaves less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered. Recent years, the origins of how and where Decoration Day began has sparked lively debate amongst historians. However, Yale historian David Blight, asserting the holiday is rooted in a moving ceremony, was conducted by freed slaves on May 1st, 1865, at the tattered remains of Confederate prisoner of war camp. 
It was a Charleston, Washington race course and jockey club, today known as Hampton Park. The ceremony is to believe to have included a parade of as many as 10,000 people, including 3,000 African-American school children singing the Union marching song, John Brown's Body. They were carrying armfuls of flowers and went to decorated the graves. Interesting that there would be a tie back to Hudson with that song with John Brown. Most importantly, whether Charleston's decoration day was This the is first, the muted part of the uh, speech. Black community. AJ, Mike. <laughs> we'll continue on. This is why you moved in closer so you can hear this. <laughs> okay. Most importantly, uh, two weeks prior to the ceremony, the former slave and workman exhumed a mass grave of 240 Union soldiers and officers. They then took those remains and buried them individual graves with honors. Now, each soldier was given a proper burial. They constructed a fence to protect the cemetery site and erected a sign over the entrance that reads, Martyrs of the Race Corps. The dead prisoners of war at the racetrack must have seemed especially worthy of the honor that former slaves had in treating their remains because there was a tie between <coughs> the slaves at that time and the Union officers and soldiers because both suffered imprisonment and mistreatment by their captors. Not surprisingly, many white Southerners who had supported the Confederacy did not feel compelled to spend a day decorating the graves of their former enemies. I can understand that, being in the military. But in following years, it was the African Americans in the South who perpetuated and kept alive the Memorial Day tradition at that time. Now, my generation, probably some of you, grew up listening to the radio and listening to Paul Harvey, the commentator who at the end of his specials would say, and now you know the rest of the story. Well, now you two know the rest of the story. about. And then you see uh, the audio comes back. And, uh, you know, I, I don't understand why so many out there want to censor the truth. That's a problem. And especially when you have a veteran such as this man, trying to express on all day his experiences and expose other truths, why they have to mute him. Very sad. And uh, I don't know. I uh, just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, Pert, you said that you had uh, something that uh, we should be worried about. What should we be worried about, Pert? Just something Let's to find be out. cautious about. I I texted you right at the beginning of the show that I emailed you something. Oh, it's a pick. Oh, it's I have a historical event that uh, we seem to be, you know, I don't want to say closing in on, but we seem to be in a position now where we should be more aware of what's taking place because we could be facing that. So this is uh, what Can you find it. 
Yeah, this is what is supposedly called the an NSFW photo. Uh, so not suitable for it's uh, not suitable for I don't know mature audiences only I guess I don't know but we're gonna yeah, go it's ahead. Not, and it's not sexual. It's historical, and you'll know what it is when you see it. Uh, those who are younger probably heard about it, but there you go. So the uh, caption of this is basically. Uh, is this uh, 10 hours ago it was published saying today is the 32nd anniversary of the Tiananmen massacre. You often see tank tank men, but rarely see the aftermath. And uh, basically for those of you that are not yet over on D live for whatever the hell your reason is uh, basically uh, it's, you have a street out there uh, on many folks that are laying there, uh, Probably passed you away, know. and uh, yes, that's uh, oh, there's a bad uh, echo from somebody. Uh, please uh, take care of that. And yeah, if you if people in this society in our country uh, don't start to realize the shit that's been happening and how much power and control the government is taking away from us, the the road that and path that they are leading us down is a very dangerous one. And, uh, and slightly, if I can interject a little on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tiananmen square, for those who aren't aware, it was when the Chinese people tried to rise up against the government because they did not like the abuse of human rights. They did not like their, their loss. Well, I shouldn't even say their loss of freedom, their lack of freedom. And the tank man that slightly mentioned is this one picture of a man standing in front of a tank, Chinese tank, holding shopping bags in each hand, defiantly, not moving, so that the tank would not advance. Nowhere did they show these pictures in the media after that, because they just all got squashed. But basically what happened was, it's called Tiana Massacre for a reason. The Chinese government massacred all of those people that were peacefully protesting. They didn't do the stuff that they've been doing over here in America, where they're burning down businesses, smashing windows, looting, everything it was a peaceful protest against what they wanted and the way their government was treating it and this is what they got in response for it so it's just when you, you look at what's going on in our government now with the current administration it is scary as hell and people need to not forget that this happened yeah it might have been another country but guess what things change as leadership and regimes change so you got to be careful well, you say that, yeah, this might have happened in another country, uh, which obviously it did. But the scary part is that the country that we currently reside in is starting to more and more look and feel like that same country you're speaking of. Just saying. Exactly. Anywho, uh, so be aware, get involved, be involved in your communities, be involved in, you know, be a yeah. Sakes, pay attention to what's going on in your neighborhoods and what your legislatures, uh, from the local to, uh, up to the state, and even your, you know, your at the federal level. It's really important, guys. I know everybody's like, oh, well, my vote doesn't matter, this and that. Uh, you might have that might have been the case back in, uh, this past November that your vote might have not mattered, but that has nothing to do with your voice and your actions not mattering because they do. Otherwise. Otherwise, I'm just wasting my time on Earth. <laughs> That's how I feel. 
Well, um, I was listening to Slacker 82 Alpha's show last night prior to you going live, and, and he had returned after a six-month hiatus. And I think one of the panelists on his show is about 100 miles from the Chinese border. I'm not exactly sure where this gentleman is located, but I think um, this gentleman sounds like he's on a mission to gather some information that we know our media is not going to discuss, that I'm sure even our podcast friends on Podbean would be greatly interested in, in listening to when we gather new information and, and Slacker 82 goes live again. Yeah, no, it's it's good to get any and all information uh, that you have available at your at your disposal. And uh, I don't know. I'm not saying, you know, go out there and, and riot and all that. I, you know, I'm obviously not a fan of, you know, what BLM claims to be peaceful protesting by looting and fucking burning your neighbor's businesses down. But uh, being vocal about your opinions uh, to your local, your state legislature. Mm -hmm. And uh, hell, like I said, it, it all starts from your own backyard in your neighborhoods. And if you're not doing it there, uh, your voices are never going to be heard. So. I don't know. I, I, I preach it every single show. I, I try to tell you how it how to go about it. And uh, you know, it uh it's gonna take millions of folks in our society to do it. But uh as long as people in this society continue to watch their mainstream media networks and believe everything and anything that well, I'm not gonna say Joe Biden or Kamala, because they don't really talk much, but all the rhetoric that your politicians are Forcing down your throat, uh, I don't know. It's not going to end very nicely. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, I think like the only politicians that seem to be in the news lately are that Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, um, and I think people are now nicknaming her Beetlejuice, much like how we call Chris Cuomo on CNN Friday. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I mean, I think she does bear kind of resemblance. No pun intended, or maybe pun intended. Well, I don't think that would be very – she wouldn't like that because Beetlejuice had black and white stripes. Uh, she would want to get rid of the white stripes, I think. <laughs> um, I think I think probably the, the only similarity they probably have is the hair. Yeah, she's got some black hair, that's for sure. Anywho, um, just to give you an update, uh, you know, we like to talk about stocks and uh, sometimes we talk about uh, Bitcoin and other coins. For those of you, I was did I did I I don't think I went over this, but uh, yesterday, if you were holding AMC is in a, in stock, oh, you had a hell of a ride. Back on February second of this year, you could buy one share of AMC for seven dollars and fifty cents, which, by the way, I held. I did sell it because it was I had bought it at like fourteen or fifteen. Uh, yesterday, it reached a high of like $72 a share. Unbelievable. The main, uh, the main reason why uh, they're, they're basically saying that it's uh, rising so rapidly uh, over the last 24, 48 hours is basically they're uh, opening it up and there's uh, investors buying uh, millions upon millions of shares of AMC. They're trying to raise some more money. Uh, I think at this hour, uh, it closed. Where is it at? Let me look down. The, uh, let me show you a little uh, guide here if you're uh, watching on the video platforms. And you can take a look at it. 
So it closed today at $47.50. It's uh, lost about 24% of its worth in one day today. Uh, but over the past of the week, as you see, at the beginning, uh, May 28th, it was still worth $35. But uh, like I said, yesterday it got up to about $72. And, uh, now it's starting to tank again. But uh, Dogecoin uh, is t trying to rebound. It's, uh, it's about up 20% over the past week. It did go down to like 30 cents a share. Uh, that's back up around the high 30s now. Uh, Bitcoin still suffering uh, the casualty of almost losing 40% of its values at, at uh, $65,000 for one coin. At one point, uh, that went down as low as about 35000 over the past week. I think it's, I think right now we're at about, let's see, let me give you an up-to-date number on that. Uh, it's currently at 37000 so $37,600. But uh, plenty of uh, money uh, to be made out there if you uh, invest in the right things at the right time. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was doing the calculations uh, yesterday uh, and trying to think. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how much money I would have made if I held on to that AMC. Yeah, I would have probably made at least $2,500 if I held on. <sighs> I'm always I I I'm always late to the party. You know what I mean, Pert? Do you ever get that feeling? At least you're late. I don't I know. I, the damn thing's over. <sighs> See, my my luck how how it usually goes for me is I buy it at when it, it's uh, on its way up, and then as soon as I buy it, it's like it's almost like CNN and Fox have told everybody, "Hey, it's time to fuck slightly, <laughs> sell." Well, <laughs> Slightly. Oh my so God. Do us all a favor. When you're getting ready to buy, please hold off. Tell us all on the show the night before so we know what to stay away from. Okay. I, I will do that. I was thinking about it and I was thinking maybe I'll put a couple hundred bucks in, right? And we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll get a couple people on the panel and we'll do things together. We'll, we'll win some money and we'll lose some money all as a family. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I can't do much worse. Thank God the S and P has been making me money over the past few years. So I'm, I'm, I'm delighted about that. <sighs> one of these, folks. One of these days. <laughs> okay, pick up the phone. Go ahead, uh, Crazy Kane. I'll, I'll answer your phone call since you asked so for Oh, we need to have a jingle break. Oh, see, I'll answer the phone, but we got to uh, take a quick timeout. We'll be right back. You're listening to the slightly serious show. On just got here. A Thursday. You're listening to the slightly serious show. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. If you enjoy it, please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and share it with all of your friends and family. If you don't like us, then share it with someone who isn't so damn sensitive. The only crazy, the uh, only crazy lady. Uh, yes, it was a jingle, not a tinkle. Uh, tinkles are only allowed in smart toilets. Speaking of smart toilets, welcome to the show, Crazy Kane. How are you tonight? Oh, really? Comparing me to a toilet? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless I should have just been directed at Crazy Lady, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to put something together. It didn't work out. Really. I was about to say, you really don't want me to show up in your dreams in a nightmare form like some people. Uh-oh. 
Why is that? I'm happy. I'm happy you clarified. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, we don't want you showing up in my dreams, please. You're not Asian. <laughs> no, but I can be one mean mother. Well, uh, of course. That's why. That's why we answered your calls. Hear what you have to say tonight. But you're talking about investing. You're talking about money. Yes. My papa, bless his soul, he did a lot of stock stuff. Mm-hmm. And he watched, a, I forget the man's name, but if you ever watch the Stock Exchange channel. Okay. CNBC? I think so. They have a few shows that teach you how to invest. They show you all sorts of stuff. The best one is called Mad Money. Oh, Jim Primer. Yes. Yeah, I, yes. Um, and I do see some infomercials in late. You used to watch infomercials in late night TV, like like Dean Graziosi. Um, you know, and then we even have a podcast friend Jeff Moore who uh, specializes in um, like like uh, Fogley Fogley trading. You know, and hopefully we might have him back very soon and continue on King. Well, he teaches people how to set up when you buy high for selling. And to, when you sell, he also s- shows you how to set up a bar for like certain amounts. And you have it set up before you buy anything. Mm-hmm. So when it goes up and you buy, you've reached your quota, you stop. And then when it comes time for selling, once you sell to a certain point, it stops. And you make money, you don't lose money. It's like you have to watch carefully. And if you are invested in stock, then you really need to pay attention to when stuff starts dropping and going up. Yeah. I, what, I, what I generally do is I'll, uh, I'll put stop losses and stuff like that. And uh, I, you're you're 100 right. If you're going to invest money in any market, whether it's Bitcoin or the stock market, uh, definitely imperative to put stop losses if you don't want to lose. Uh, you know, not keep active. You know, actively research and see what's going on. Make sure you mm-hmm. uh, stop losses. But uh, you know, I, was I thinking- pay attention to the stock for aluminum. I watch the aluminum. Because that's when Crazy knows to go cash in his cans and I get some money. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Right. I was thinking, you know, I do so poorly in the stock market. I was thinking of coming up with a service for people, right? It'll be uh, basically I'll charge people for my expert, expert analysis and tell people what to buy. And you do the exact opposite, and you'll make a ton of money just for a low nominal monthly fee. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that's funny. I mean, what's the difference? I mean, I'm sure for those of you that love sports like Portland, there's plenty of people out there that basically get you to subscribe to basically their sports picks, and they'll give you a million reasons why you should bet on them. Only for like $199. It's almost guaranteed to win. If if you lose, they'll give you more free picks. 
I don't play the NFL game that good. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I I retired the sports gambling. Uh, many that years. that that sounds just like the NFL. Oh, you suck this time. Here, we'll give you the first four starter picks to see what can happen, and if you go to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, Justin <laughs> Warrior says, "Slightly, you're a genius, crooked bastard." <laughs> hey, it's all about making the making money. Come on, Justice Warrior. Well, at least I'm telling people to do the opposite to actually make money. It is a gamble. You know what? That's what's so beautiful about life. No matter what you do, life is a gamble in itself. Yeah. Every day we wake up. We make choices, we make decisions that affect outcomes. That's what a gamble is. It's the gamble of life. Just like that song, The Gambler. You gotta know when to fold them. Oh, yeah. I love me. (laughs) The Kenny Rogers song, yeah. Know when to play them. Mm-hmm. Tiger King's Carol Baskin launches at Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I put a link on it down um, there just posted. What was it? Oh, there was another, before I read this article, there was a uh, a new uh, Doge-type coin. And mm-hmm. it's called, the coin is called Ass. Hey. Yeah, like that. Ass. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it's, it's a real coin. It's called the Ass coin. And it's gaining popularity. Uh, it's worth a lot less uh, than a peso worth, but it's not like a sexual coin. The ass coin is yeah, a, yes. I, I can't wait till Honeybee says, "What are you doing?" I go, "Oh, honey, I'm buying some ass." <laughs> <laughs> hey, crazy! How you doing today? Oh, just good. I was playing blackjack and I won ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Folks. What is this world coming? To? You have the comedy sounder on the podbean sounds. Hey, Eric. The next thing slightly is going to be telling us is he lost his ass. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I, I loved. I loved what um, he, he had said earlier about whenever he would buy in, like when when it's like going up, and then like CNN and Fox News says, Let, "Let's just fuck slightly over right slightly." I get. Str- yeah, exactly. I, I, there's so many ways I can go with that. But yes, thank you, RD. See, he RD knows what's going on. No, thank you. So RD, like uh, he's saying in the chat, the ass coin, it represents the Australian safe shepherd. So it's a it's a spinoff of the Doge coin. It's just another dog coin. So for, for less than pennies on the dollar or pesos on, I don't know. I don't know what's, you know, worth less than a peso. But you could, uh, for a low amount of money, you could own some ass. So ass is for everyone. That's what uh, on the website says. Anywho. I'm I, good. I have no idea what it... Uh, let's, look at the let's see if it's actually made any money. We'll tell you how much it's worth right now. It, 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 if anybody is watching on the... Uh, over on uh, what is it? Uh, the D Live show. Do you notice how sometimes when you go to the 
your browser. Crazy, crazy. Just be for a few seconds, please. Uh, if you, you know how on certain browsers, when it's loading a page, you know, you sometimes you get that circle. Well, when you go to, to the ask coin and you click on it, instead of a circle, it's a, a pile of crap. Kidding. <laughs> oh, um, oh Torch mentioned in chat a story that I, you know, s- saw somewhere. Um, property in Japan for sale as low as four hundred and fifty-five U.S. dollars. So I imagine the real estate market over in Japan must be really booming right about now. But I don't know if that's a deflation factor going on. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, that I don't. But then you have to live in Japan, Torch. I mean, they got great food over there. I don't know about how the rest of civilization is over there, though. For a dollar. Well, and they got the Olympics coming up next month if it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, that they do. Maybe buy the house for 450 bucks for the Olympics and then uh, sell it. Actually, buy the house and then you rent it out during the Olympics to make some money and then sell it. Uh, RD says, and I, I have not done the math, but I'm going to take RD's word on this. For a dollar, you can own, how many zeros is that? Like a billion, you can own a billion shares of ass for a dollar. It's a lot of ass. Anyways, Perwi says, slightly, my new digital currency is tech, di- digital investment currency cash. <laughs> <laughs> should come up with our own coin. We'll just call it the Slightly coin. I don't know. Yeah. Japan's some strange kinks. Yeah, they do have a lot of kinks over there. But and, I, and if any of those... Sorry. It, and, and I will add to Torch's thing about those houses over in Japan. If they have to be renovated, I imagine that would be a property flippers like gold mine right there. Oh, I'm sure it is. But, it but looks l- like- l- let's not give Chip and Joanna Gaines any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it looks uh, like uh, just the status. If you're in, if you're pondering as far as uh, maybe purchasing some ass uh, since June first, it looks like it looks like it's increased about twenty five to thirty percent. So it's been on an uptrend lately. So and uh, you know you can see that right here over on the video, but. Uh, if you've been uh, buying some ass, you've been making some money. So, unfortunately, I don't have any bad face. I just have those. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, what Slightly Serious is saying is he is going to make everybody a professional coin that we can use for the pod world. That's right. We should. We should make our own pod coin. I don't know what it would be called, though. We have to work on that. I'll have my people try to come up and develop something. Get with Podbeam. Maybe it'll go somewhere. Maybe they'll actually do something for a change. Uh, Who knows? Thing, get with your people. But I'm just wanting a race. No, that's that's me saying his people get oh, with I'm those slightly. people that get with them people. Oh, you mean my people? Yeah, I said I'll get with my people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how do you know what type of people I have? I, I have a lot of I don't know, diverse types of people. But you have... It's a mob people, saying. So, you know, yeah, they're my, they're my people, not your people. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I get it now. I see. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's against the term. Your people give it my people. 
and my people will get with them people. There's no racism in it. I don't know it. if I want to get with your people, Kane. <laughs> I think this Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all right. really don't want to get with my people. Best <laughs> be safe and sorry. We might be, might be gator me. I think Kane's people are dead. Oh no, much worse. <laughs> At least I still have some skin on my face. <laughs> Is it yours? <laughs> Yes, it is mine. RD, maybe, maybe RD could uh, help us. Maybe RD can. Uh, we'll come up with a point, RD. What do you think? I don't know. We'll see. Well, we got about fifteen minutes left in tonight's show. Um, oh, the lines are open. If you have something you'd like to talk about, if you want to, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb here. For the next 10 minutes, if you have any question you'd like me to answer, you can ask me personal questions, whatever the question. We'll open it up. I'll, I'll kind of let it all out if there's anything you'd like to know about me. Um, if you don't, gosh, I, see, I, I have a question. I have a question slightly. Oh, boy. What is it? <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Uh, hold on. <laughs> you got to look. <laughs> Well, but, uh, what's the difference? <laughs> I don't. Hey, I don't know what T-backs classify as. So you got me lost on that one. <laughs> boxers or briefs? I think I have box briefs. Bo- boxers more like commando. Briefs is uh. They're not tight. Tucking it up. There. They're not tight around. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that. All right. So probably boxers. Yeah, probably boxers. Um. Justice Truth Warrior, a am a construction cleaning contractor in between clients. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be patient. Uh, all in good timing. Uh, Torch, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Hey, Torch. Did you have a uh, question for me? <coughs> Excuse me. A question was above that. Uh, what what what's your business industry? My business industry, uh, Justice Truth Warrior. I am currently in. The vaping industry, uh, getting people off of uh, combustible tobacco products uh, into a less harmful uh, nicotine device solution. That's what I do. Uh, we're also getting into the meat uh, business here soon. So you, we, uh, we've been giving away uh, samples of my meat, and uh, people seem to love meat. And uh, we're <laughs> developing like three or four different recipes. <laughs> oh my god, are you one of those truth justice? Unbelievable. Uh-oh. There's nothing to do with popcorn lungs and vaping. Stop watching mainstream media. Unbelievable. I've been vaping for almost 10 years. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you're breaking game. I think he was saying he was the Yes. You're about, you're about to leave us, you said? I said, no, I was telling Snyder to be careful so you don't oh. get hacked. I got nothing. I have nothing to hide, my friend. They can hack all they want. <laughs> Just as a. Because you know, the Russians are very into the meat business right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I have oh, a question. I hope, I, I hope my mic isn't acting funky. You're sounding good. You're sounding good. Okay. 
Okay. The other mic was causing static. I've been hearing that all day. But nonetheless, my question for you and, and great evening to everyone on the panel as well as um, there in the chat, positive vibrations. Uh, my question for you, what led you into the world of podcasting? Um, you may have said it before, but I personally am asking. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I, I'm rather intrigued by your, your depth of knowledge, but also your format. Um, so that's why I'm asking. Well, I wouldn't, number one, I wouldn't say my depth of knowledge. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I will, will and never will uh, try to say that I'm the most knowledgeable or even closest to the most knowledgeable person. <laughs> but I will say that everything that I say comes from my heart. And living here in the state of California, it's been a very frustrating roller coaster throughout my entire life. And especially being a gay man, which generally speaking, you're supposed to be very liberal, apparently. Uh, it's really frustrating to see how not only like the LGBT, but any type of advocacy group that's out there, they, they all proclaim that they want fair and equal type of treatment and stuff like that. And I don't see, I don't see that that's what they're asking for. And it's frustrating to me when I see that because they're all about asking for a hell of a lot more than just being treated equally. It's a, it goes beyond that is what they, what their wants are. And being a, I guess a gay conservative guy in California, um, you get lost. You have no voice. And so when you get frustrated and you find an avenue to where basically you can go on and and rant and vent and try to shed light on things that are affecting society that people don't have an opportunity or a platform to have their voices heard or expressed, Mm -hmm. that's the reason. Because I can do anything and say anything I want here locally, um, but nobody's going to, you know, you feel like your voice is not heard. Mm. And uh, I think uh, that platforms such as this, um, that's an integral part of our society. And people need to stop watching you know, their local nightly news or just mm-hmm. media in general because mm-hmm. that's not the truth. That's the echo chamber of what government wants you to hear. And I think it's starting slowly more and more. People are starting to realize that. Mm-hmm. But where where are people going to go to get the truth? It's not like, mm. like I said, communities all across of our country, they don't get together. They don't get together for barbecues. They don't allow their children to play together. They're mm-hmm. not out in the streets like we once were as kids when we were kids. Um, we live in a society now to where everyone wants to be better than the other person. And mm-hmm. instead, when, when you start doing that, you've, already instantly created divisiveness because you're trying to outdo everybody else where it should be. Everyone is working hand in hand to make their communities a hell of a lot better and work together. When you work together, people, a society becomes something beautiful, something wonderful. But when you're going to be divisive, no matter what you're being divisive about, and Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to communicate with each other, um, that's, Right there to me, that's where the breakdown in – that is the, I guess, the, the major pitfall of our society right now mm-hmm. is divisiveness. And people feel like they don't have a, a, a way to express their feelings without being attacked. And that's mm-hmm. for me, on my show, 
I encourage liberal people to come onto our show and talk and discuss things. I'm not going to tell them that they're a piece of crap because they don't agree with me. I want mm-hmm. them to come in and that disagree with me because we can have an effective dialogue. I can see, try to see where they're coming from. I might not agree with it. Mm-hmm. At least there's dialogue. At least we're talking instead of fighting. You're not going to get anywhere just fighting and bickering and calling each other mm-hmm. and attacking others. Agreed. So I think at the end of the day, I think uh, for me, it's more that it's a, it, it started out as an outlet and mm-hmm. it kind of became a thing to where, hey, we need to get people stop being afraid of voicing your opinions. Mm-hmm. It's to not agree. May I be allowed to ask another question? Sure. Um, some of the hurdles that you faced and, and maybe you, you still face to date. Um, what, what are those and how do you, or how have you overcame or how do you overcome, um, these hurdles? Well, I would say there's two, two hurdles that come to my mind, uh, Mm. podcaster and, uh, now doing this for over a year. Um, Mm. the first, the first hurdle, and it's not just a hurdle that I've encountered, but I know many other podcasters, uh, and hell, even, you know, just people in general that are conservative views have mm-hmm. having access to platforms. Uh, we've been kicked off uh, at least one uh, platform uh, because they don't agree with, uh, you know, free speech or conservative speech. Mm-hmm. Giving uh, two strikes so far over on YouTube, uh, basically telling us that we are not, I, I think it was that we are not telling the truth or we're, we're basically um, we're, we're spewing lies and misinformation about the election and the, and the COVID vaccine. And then, oh and then another, another one we got kicked off of, we, we thought was our friend, but, but we turned out, turned out he was, a, it, it was all one great big lie. And so, you know, in, in saying that, you know, especially mm-hmm. with YouTube, because anything and everything we've ever said on our show, mm-hmm. I, I have, we have facts to back it up. And if I say that it was a fraudulent election, okay, that might not be a fact, but I'm allowed mm-hmm. as an American to tell you my point of view. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So those are, those, that's one major issue. The second one that we continuously try to work on is getting, getting the word out there, getting the engagement, getting it's, – it's really difficult to – I don't know. You know, we're not a Joe Rogan. We're not. What's the other guy that I like? We're not. We're uh, not Tim, a Ben Shapiro or Charlie Tim Kirk. Cook. Uh, Tim. Mm. Tim. Um, Tim Pool. Tim Pool. He's he's amazing. I I really thoroughly enjoy his podcast. He has like on YouTube like over a million followers and stuff like that. He does mm-hmm. a great job. He uh, once was a, a liberal and he's kind of recentered himself. Um, but he, you know to get. It's it's hard for us to find the right platform, I guess, is what I would say. That's mm. uh, need to further reach. We need to figure out how to get that reach to, you know, many other you know people in society. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely will say that is uh, my biggest hurdle. Um, mm-hmm. Reaching out, um, I, I, I'm over here. I, I, I'm like soaking up all this knowledge, man. I mean, you. <sighs> You may not feel like you have a certain, or pardon me, a great depth of knowledge, but shit, I'm over here like soaking all this up, brother. You know, um, it's one of those things to where I just 
you just do do what you do. This is my recommendation, not just for you, but for anybody. Even if there are people out there that have thought about doing a podcast. And it and it's kind of like the same thing that I, I tell Big Sexy because he's very particular about you know what photos he does for Instagram and TikTok and all that. But my my biggest suggestion to everybody, no matter what type of creator you are, do it because you enjoy doing it. Do it for yourself. If you're not having fun, no matter whether it be a podcast, whether it be photos or videos for TikTok. Hell, whether it even be your own the your own job that you go to work five days a week, mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying what you are doing, then don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it for other people. Do it for yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, what the hell is the main point? Agreed. And you know, if uh, you know you were to ask me what I would want after a year, I mean, I could tell you. Hell, I would hope hope to have like a uh, hundred thousand uh, listeners. Every night, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have far less than that, but I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. Uh, exactly. yeah, I enjoy coming on here. I enjoy that the people that uh, tune in live. Uh, I know that there's uh, hundreds, maybe even thousands more that download our podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I just enjoy coming in and being able to rant and rave. And if anything, I owe it to anybody that even listens to it single damn word that comes out of my mouth and puts up with me for an hour and a half every night. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I can can relate to that as well. I almost feel like I should be paying them. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely relate. I can definitely relate. Now, Uh, I did did want to answer one of of the mm -hmm. in chat asked me a question. uh, And this uh, question came from Duck. She had asked where did you meet Big Sexy? I was on vacation uh, in the state of Hawaii, and uh, I'll give you the entire story because the entire story is much better. So I was uh, me and a my best friend at the time, who has since passed. We were in Hawaii on uh, a vacation for about a week, and I had stayed over at I guess we'll call him a friend, uh, friend's hotel room, and um, I woke up the next day. And my my best friend had said, hey, I'm at the bar already. It was like around noon. So, you know, I uh, was wearing my clothes from the night before and uh, headed down to the bar to meet up with him. And uh, while I was there having a cocktail, uh, Big Sexy walked into the door with another gentleman. And him and I were, you know, obviously uh, conversating uh, through, you know, our means. And that's how we met. We met at a bar in Hawaii. and. Uh, he, is at, he was actually there with his friend because his mom at the time was going to dialysis, and uh, he uh, had taken her there and went to the bar. And when he was done, he was like, oh, well, I have to go pick up my mom. And uh, I asked where she was, and she's, he was, she's over at uh, taking dialysis. And I offered to walk him back to where his mom was at. Now, little did I know, the fucking place was a mile away. <laughs> like if I if I had known that before, I probably would not have offered to walk back. But that's uh, that's actually how we met. So it was uh, it was interesting. Thanks for the love there, Justice Truth Warrior. I only speak yeah. the truth, and that's one of the other things I like to say. Torch is mm-hmm. regardless, you know, because Pertwee like he likes to give me a hard time because mm-hmm. there's sayings that we all know and. You know, like 
saying a spade is a spade. And people, some people are like, oh, that's so right. Uh, I don't know. I'm giving you a hard time because you earn it slightly. Yeah, I know. But see, like for me, I see no nothing racist about it. And mm-hmm. it's not my problem if someone has an offense to that. Uh, right. And it really right. just depends on where you were grown up. Yeah, I mm-hmm. get but it. But so I guess what I'm trying to say is I always say what's on my mind. It could get me in mm-hmm. trouble. Don't get me wrong. Um, but at the I end of relate. at <laughs> yeah, I relate to. At the end of the day, all that matters to me is what I know is inside of me. I don't give a mm-hmm. shit about what anybody else thinks. You can disagree with me all you want. You can say, oh, you're offending me. Okay, well, if I offend you, I apologize. But it's not going to change who I am. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. What's my favorite saying? Uh, what's the saying that I like? That's to say? not what the new administration says, though. If you offend somebody, it should change who you are. You need to go back Already. to school slightly. I, I need to get some of that, ra- that critical race theory, and that's what it is. There you go. Yeah. R.D. Prudence said, never apologize. Is that uh, that you're saying? or? No, I never say oh, never oh. apologize. Um, uh, suck it. Oh, suck it up, buttercup. Oh, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that takes me back to when I was working at uh, New Holland Construction uh, inside sales, and <laughs> my manager, she would, she would always say that. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. And they would put on a fucking song, um, something with Buttercup. I can't remember the name of that damn song. Something Buttercup. Oh, fuck. I've, never, I've never heard of a Buttercup song in my life. I'll find it. I'll find it. With, with a well, we know Buttercup <laughs> is one of the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I'll find Along with Blood, Bubbles, and Blossom. Tonight. Eric knows that. Better probably be. the only one in here. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I, I was never a fan of that show, but I've heard their names. Oh, man. I do have one last question for you, if, I, right. if I'm alive. Of course. I think this, this would be another good one, I feel like. Um, who would you say is your influencer or influencers uh, in podcasting, in the world of podcasting? Well, um, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that is, before I did a, any type of podcasting, I never once listened to a podcast with the exception of a couple of shows on Podbean. Mm-hmm. So I really can't tell you that I've ever had an influence uh, person that I'm like, oh, I want to be like this person or that person. I listened mm-hmm. to a couple of shows. I kind of got, I guess, a little inspiration. I'm like, well, hell, if they're going to do it. I, I, I guess listening to a, a couple random shows mm-hmm. because I had this thing about my voice. I hate my voice. And I'm um, like, that's the only thing holding me back. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck it. What, why should I care? And mm-hmm. so I went and did that. And then, you know, when I get into things, I, I dive hard. I'm like, hell, why are we just doing audio? We need to set up a TV and we need to go on mm-hmm. everywhere else. <laughs> mm. So, but I mean, as far as influential people in my life, I could tell you that. Um, I would say yeah. I'd be my. My uh, my grandmother, she's a, mm. a hev- heavy influence in my life, and uh, she just she's just very inspirational to me. And uh, you know, she's like one of those people you can, no matter what, whether what opinions you have, she she'll she'll understand. She'll she won't agree with you, but she'll understand. <laughs> she's one of those that uh, you know she's open to that, and mm-hmm. uh, I think I think 
our society needs to be more like that to where just be open and stop getting offended about shit. Mm-hmm. Say that. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's, I think that's right now in the last few years, that's the biggest problem that I've had mm-hmm. is that no matter what race you are, no matter what gender you are or claim to be or want to identify, even if it's a frog or grasshopper, mm-hmm. everybody has struggles in life. That's what life is. It's all about what you do about your struggle. It's not, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to say that there's no racism and there's not unfairness and stuff like that in the world because there is. There always has. Mm-hmm. There always will be. There Fuck always it. will be. You're exactly right. Okay. But it's all about how you're going to react to that situation. Agreed. Are you going to let it affect you? Are you going to let it? Be the detriment of your life to where you're going to be one of those people, poor me, poor me, poor me. Or are you going to be mm-hmm. like, hey, fuck that person. I'm better than that, and I know it, and I'm going to move on in my life. And I'm not going to let 20 to 30 seconds of someone trying to af- maybe try or maybe not even offending you mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's simple. You know, it's I, 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 I have this thing of telling people you have 1,000 440 minutes in a day. If you're blessed to see all of those minutes, you should, you should make them count. You know, um, minimize the, the, the energy from negative people that you, you breathe in. You know, um, devote more time to your greatness. Miss um, Kimberly Michael, I like that she always will tell somebody, no matter if she's mad at your ass or not, she'll tell you, um, you know, go out and be you and produce greatness. And she could have been, she could have cussed your ass out in a heartbeat, but that last part, she means that with all sincerity. And it's, it's, it's that type of mentality that I, I feel like people should, should, should really have like mm-hmm. fuck the excuses, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of things that hold us all back. You know, I'm a convicted felon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot, I can make excuses all damn day long, but instead I created uh, my own business where I became the pet chef and you know, I'm not fucking blowing out Purina, but at least I'm not making fucking fucking excuses. Right, but yeah, um, but here's the thing, Porch, and I and I appreciate mm-hmm. you're open and, and willing to tell the audience, you know, about mm-hmm. you, what you've gone yeah. through. But mm-hmm. here's the big difference. There's mm-hmm. people such as yourself who have gone through hard times, maybe done mm-hmm. some bad things, and now you're progressing and doing something with your life to where you exactly. have people out there. That may have exactly. all been convicted criminals and they continue the path of, you know, whether it be doing drugs, selling crack on the corner or doing mm-hmm. bad things continuously. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. into society, the biggest problem I have is, oh, everyone's so worried about, oh, well, what about them? Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, they, every individual in our society has the freedom to make their own decisions as long as you wear a mask four to five you know, four or five of them, according to Fauci. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know what? <laughs> oh man, um, and and that's and, and that's where it, it's just like people come at me about, mm. oh, well, you hate uh, you hate uh, people that come that are immigrants coming over to this country. No, mm. you're twisting my words. I love immigrants. I think immigrants that come into this country are more hardworking than the average American. And that's the truth. What I don't appreciate and I don't approve are people that come over here illegally. 
against the law. Say that. To me, if, if you're going to allow people to come across this border into our country without the proper documentation, to me, breaking that law is just the same as breaking a law of someone robbing a bank. They're both breaking laws. If you don't want to have laws, then get rid of the fucking law. Simple. Because, like I said, the people that the majority of people coming into our country, they're coming in here for a good reason. I recognize that. I understand that. A lot of them, especially here in San Diego, they come to make money to support their family. They want a better life for their family, their kids, their wife. Who wouldn't want that? Who could not appreciate that? Everybody should appreciate the principle of why they're doing that. And keep in mind, I'm talking about the majority. There is a minority that are just bad people that shouldn't be here regardless. But mm -hmm. let's talk about the majority because it's the majority that you know, are affecting things. So it's things to where you, you got to do something. There's got to be a politician. There's got to be someone to stand up, have the balls, say, look, we have an immigration problem. All we're doing is putting a Band-Aid and wasting taxpayer money on it. Mm -hmm. We should be taking a look. Okay, they're coming over here for the right reasons. We need to kind of implement something to make it easier for these people to have access, whether it make it more affordable, make it more ex expedited. But we need to find a way to make that happen so they have that opportunity. Agreed. But, in, uh, but instead, what we have is we have both Democrats, we have Republicans on both sides of the aisle that do not want to fix the issue because if we fix the issue, we take away a talking point. So, And they lose money, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and votes probably, too. Well, and and um, and then Jay Baby really had a very interesting comment that me and Torch really liked. Um, mm -hmm. Hell, work ethic is non-existent these days. Which I mean, I mean that would be something that that I'm sure you and I I would agree with. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you. I, I'll tell you. Yeah, this. the work ethic is non-existent. Exactly. I mean, it, it's you know, if if you want to work, you'll fucking work. Simple as that. I mean, what you know. Well, I will say this, and I'll probably get a lot of lashback on it, but aside from, aside from the two fantastic employees that I have, mm -hmm. generally speaking, mm -hmm. if I had the choice to hire uh, an immigrant, mm -hmm. someone here in the United States, I would probably, I, I'll be honest with you, I, if I could uh, legally uh, mm -hmm. hire the I would, you know, the average immigrants could be a harder worker. Yep. No, and I we appreciate it more. Yep, yep. And I understand why you say that. You know, I get it. <laughs> you know, I get it because they're going to, like, number one, like you said, they appreciate it, but they're going to, they're going to show so much gratitude, mm -hmm. and they'll be there well before clock in. They won't take excessive lunch breaks. Um, they won't call off. They won't feel entitled. Yada, yada, yada. So I definitely agree. Oh, you touched on that word entitlement. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble yeah. here by your, yeah. by your, <laughs> by your, your listeners, man. They're like, God damn it, Torch. <laughs> I think, you know what, uh, producer Eric, we're going to add the word entitlement to one of those words. Well, me and Dark Bear, um, like in his show earlier today, talked about, you know, like 
how like Jews during the Holocaust and World War II were persecuted, like when Hitler came to power. The reason why you, you had a lot of Jewish folks who were so well off is because they believed in the ethic of busting their asses to, to get what they want, wanted and desired in life. And, um, and, for, and for people to want to just like take it away from them saying, um, that doesn't belong to you, it belongs to us. You know, because if, if you bust your ass and, and work for something, you, you, you're, you, and you're, you're more inclined to appreciate that stuff more than it being given to mm-hmm. you for free. Mm-hmm. But I know we're already about 15 minutes over time. That uh, Jay Baby, I want to do a quick shout out to Jay Baby. It's been a while since we've seen you. I appreciate you coming back and uh, checking us out. I hope all is well in Colorado for you, young lady. Anyways, it is uh, probably 15 minutes past dinner time. Uh, Torch, I appreciate you calling in, asking questions and Thank all. You. Uh, I I actually enjoy uh, opening up to everybody. So if you ever have a question, you're you know at the appropriate time, you're always more welcome to call in and. Make sure you check out uh, Torch. Uh, he has some great conversations on his mm-hmm. show. Uh, you don't uh, have a specific time slot. <laughs> Not yet, but uh, between Kimberly Michael and, and King Chuck um, pressing me, I will be getting a, a, a routine time and, uh, yeah. and day. <laughs> and and, well, and um, Father too, because I know. Well, um, it's speaking of like the, the, pot, the podcast shows that we plug before we leave every night, like De- definitely check out Torch the Poet, of course, and Kimberly Michael and King Chuck. And, and, and sometimes they'll even feature Mike Tampa Bay and Miss Torch, a.k.a. Cubella Kate, and a few other great friends. Um, they're, they're on at impromptu times. And then, of course, tomorrow and every two, Wednesday and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, the Frankie D Show, formerly Frankie D's Crib, if you're li- interested in listening to a, um, a young, aspiring um, radio per personality um and and great conversation um you won't be disappointed when when you listen to him and you know mr a's what's up good people's um impromptu shows um assuming he gets ready to pay that 14 dollars a month hosting fee to where he could do multiple shows um and not be limited on a free account and and as always of course a slightly serious show john devito and old man as always where i'm also featured Y'all let Mr. A know if he needs some help. You said that was Mr. A regarding $14 a month, or was that someone else? I mean, when, when his show goes live again, I'll be sure to tag you on Twitter, yeah. and that way you can jump yeah. in to see him. Because I'll be more than happy to look out for him. Him and I, we both Chicagoans. I mean, shit, 14, I'm sure. Exactly. I'm sure me and, me and my squad can look out for that, so. Oh, you um, have yeah. Are you saying you have people too, Torch? Yeah. The, we're called the Take Flight Squad, so that's Kimberly Michael, King Chuck. See when um, I this when, torch. When I said I had people, I was uh, they said I was racist. <laughs> yeah, but slightly because you're white. Look, I'm probably the whitest black motherfucker on my team. <laughs> and Kimberly Michael would definitely tell you that. <laughs> that, that is funny. Um and Ki- Kimberly Michael is definitely an outspoken woman. I like her. Now I guess. Well, Torch, you'll have to come back on tomorrow because we are definitely, ready. Definitely. Yeah, I have yeah, 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 yeah. Questions for yeah, you. we got to get ready to start heading out of here. Justice, yeah, yeah. I will read uh, the link that you uh, and give you my opinions tomorrow. Uh, let me make sure I go really good in depth on it and stuff like that. I appreciate uh, you calling in, Torch. Uh, Thank you. I'll call tomorrow. Right, I'll see you in All right. Love you and God yeah, bless you. And thank you to Kane and to Mike and to Pertwee and to Torch and others for participating.
Love you all. And the chat. Thank you. You get a part of these, everybody. Uh, <laughs> head over right. to Twitch's show. He's going to ha- hand them out to you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, let's get on out of here. Yeah, right, go eat, buddy. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Have Thank a good you. Rest of your night. Thanks for calling in. And uh, appreciate yes, tuning in tonight. You can join us back tomorrow night uh, for our final show of the week. Uh, oh, TGIF, TGIF free for all. So make sure you tune in 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern Time. Make sure you reach out to those that you love and tell them how you feel about them and get involved in your damn community so our country doesn't go to shit. Till Vignana. Oh, wait. You know what, Eric? We forgot one thing. Oh. I What's blame, that? I blame Pert. We Mexican forgot. word of the day. Mexican word of the day. <laughs> Everybody tunes in just for that. Unbelievable. I know I do. Hey, we'll have two Mexican words of the day tomorrow. How's that? No, no, we cannot no. disappoint our Unbelievable. You, 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 you've got too much feedback. Show, not the producer Eric show. <laughs> said, this is the slightly serious show, not the Eric feature. Okay. All right. Here we go. Before we head out, folks, the Mexican word of the day today is ice mocha. I have a bad memory because ice mocha, a lot of weed. <laughs> Have a good night, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a good night. 30 Eastern. Oh, fuck. See you later. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, We mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show.